Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. Warning, the following contains spoilers. If you do not want the new Ilkland book to be spoiled, please stop the podcast now and email us to never spoil your favorite books again. Yeah, so uh, Delvin Stone gets snuffed. He's dead. The what? No, my boy. Yeah. The Republic of the Sphere is also dead. Clan Wolf is Ilkland. Um, Alaric Kerensky, not Kerensky, Ward. Alaric Ward fancies himself the new leader of the new Star League. He put Papa Kerensky in his final resting place. He brought his corpse to Terra. That's weird. And Jade Falcon, there's like a hundred Falcon warriors left, and he's going to turn them into the Black Watch, basically. They're going to be the Clan Wolf bodyguards. Yeah, Republic of the Sphere is dead. The other clans and houses are going to maneuver on the fortress. Terra wants the fortress wall collapses there's only so many hpg drives you can sacrifice to the wall so does clan wolf have terra or not yeah so clan wolf uh captured terra they've it's theirs one of the things that alaric ward made delvin stone do or forced him into that position is for him to basically surrender surrender to clan wolf and then clan wolf and clan jade falcon fought a like three-day trial for Terra. Uh, Clan Wolf won, but Delvin Stone kind of made it so that Clan Wolf would win by shifting the battles towards the Jade Falcons. Delvin Stone always intended to fight one clan that was Clan Wolf. He sent out some Ghost Knight to drop off the directions to get inside the Fortress Wall to the Clan Wolf scientist cast, but he never expected that Clan Wolf would bring Clan Jade Falcon in to fight for Terra. So the Ill Clan era is now. I'm excited for new mechs. The future is now. The future is now. One of the things I was waiting on was new paint schemes, but since old footy duddies that have been, you know, playing Battletech since the 80s are still in control of the lore, it's basically retro tech. All these old Units are going to be coming back. I think mercenaries are going to come to the spotlight again in the Eel Clan era. And you'll probably see like Snord's Irregulars revived. Clan Smoke Jaguar through the Fidelis are also resuscitated somehow. I forgot how that happened, but Clan Smoke Jaguar is back. So uh, you can dust off all your Smoke Jag mechs if you were not playing them during the Dark Age. Do you think this is like a refresh of the universe? There's some talk. I don't know if there's going to be a refresh of the equipment in the mechs. There's a lot of kind of esoteric equipment for the Dark Age mechs that we are still learning, or I'm still learning, especially. I mean, we all are. We all are. Yeah, there's so much. There's, you know, 35 years of stuff to learn. <laughs> it feels... The the one thing that the Ill Clan book did not do was, like, really set up what the game of Battletech is going to look like in the future. It just kind of set up what the units, the players in the fluff are going to be. And like I said, for the most part, it feels like they're just bringing back a lot of stuff that the old guys didn't 
the old guys were not happy with the jihad and how a lot of their favorite units were just hand waved out of existence. Um, and I feel like this is how they're bringing some of that stuff back. Yeah, I heard like Wolf's Dragoons are back and like. Yeah, Wolf's Dragoons. Yeah, I forgot to mention them. Um, considering I haven't read it as Comstar back, do my white mechs have a place in whatever year this is in? 3100? Yeah, Comstar, as mm. far as I know, they didn't really. Shoot, are they still? They, they died. P.S. Stone, Stone killed them. Stone killed them. Oh, Stone killed. Yeah. So Comstar, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Not yet. The HPGs are still out. The Blakists in the in the Ill Clan book, Delvin Stone talks about how he they still can't figure out how to get the HPGs back online. For the most part, Tucker Harwell, you know, it stumped him. He's supposed to be the HPG savant. Is this the classic? We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> with Dark Age lore. I'm not familiar enough enough with the jihad lore do we have any new tech introduced or is it really just refreshing the old stuff i think it's really just refreshing the old units and getting some stuff back in there i did not read about any new tech in the books no trinary lasers yeah there's just new mechs for clan wolf which as you're reading the book was kind of a dead giveaway for who was going to win I'm like, oh, here's three new kinds of clan wolf mechs, and I haven't read about any new Jade Falcon mechs, so I wonder who's going to lose. Also, <laughs> Alvina Hazan, or Hazen, however you say her last name, is like a cartoon villain, so we were all expecting her to die, and she does. Did she have monologues and maniacal laughing? No, she just has the mongrel doctrine where she kills everybody. Ah, uh-huh. all minions must die. yeah. And her pet child thing like stabs her in the neck and she dies. Yeah, that's pretty cartoon villainy. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I really enjoy, I feel like one of Battletech's, one of the things that's nice about Battletech's lore is that they try to make all the worldviews realistic for the different factions. Yeah, I'd go with realistic. Yeah, you know, every, every faction has a reason to fight, to exist, and... You know, nobody's the bad guy in Battletech fiction, or at least I think good Battletech fiction. <laughs> I mean, there's some bad guys. Yeah. Um, I think in the better Battletech fiction, they really make it, you know, war is bad and everybody's awful. Uh, and there's definitely more awful people in Ill Clan, which I didn't like so much. But Do you think that's just, I mean, we've had, we're comparing books from 30 years ago to brand new ones. Do you think that's just like a age of writing stylistic choice or like the bad guys have to be cartoonishly bad? I, I think part of it is once again, that these guys that have had the, had control of the intellectual property and then lost control of the intellectual property through the WizKids era are really just trying to wrestle, you know, the saddle back. They're just getting rid of the stuff that existed like Republic of the Sphere and kind of putting into place all of their... Wiping away the last 50 years without actually wiping it away. Yeah, so I think we're going to have a lot of the old players, the five great houses, and the clans just struggling to control planets and resources. And hopefully that moves Battletech back into an era of, you know, worldviews that make sense from their respective factions 
I, I've heard this being compared very much to a new succession war. Like all the clans are not going to accept it. The inner sphere houses aren't going to accept it. So everybody's just going to fight everybody again. Yeah. And then the end of the ill clan, you know, Delvin stone is kind of talking to Alaric ward and, you know, he tells them that, you know, waging war is different than ruling. So I don't think the clan. Ooh, that's I don't a think diss on clans. Yeah, clan <laughs> wolf. I don't think they're gonna, you know, just have the whole inner sphere fall behind them, like Kurt said. I think it's gonna be a whole new politics and intrigue, which is what BattleTech fluff does well. So that should be good. Do you have a favorite of any of the new mechs that you read about? Uh, no, so I couldn't actually see any of them because they're not on Sarna. I think Sarna has a gentleman's agreement with Catalyst Game Labs. They're not going to publish any of the brand spanking new mechs until some undisclosed date. Uh, I mean, book-wise, were there any ones that like stood out like, oh, I really like what this one did? Uh, they ran a Savage Wolf, which is also a Mad Cat Mark IV, I think, a lot. And there's nothing too fancy about that. I think it has like two ER large lasers and some ATMs, uh, lots of advanced tactical missiles in the Dark Age and in this book, and ER PPCs and PPCs and large lasers. So I think there is the mention of a chemical laser or a plasma cannon once or twice in the book. But they kind of kept those down to a minimum. Yeah, pretty standard. You know, there was, I didn't. There was no mention of re-engineered lasers. There was mentioned, I, I think there was an extended range pulse laser in the book at some point. Yeah, I don't think the Ill Clan is going to bring out a bunch of new goodies or tech to the mechs, which I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think keeping Battletech somewhat simple and creating units and characters that people want to play as and represent on the tabletop is what's important. Yeah, I mean, we all want a faction. We all want to, we all want to paint our mechs to represent a faction, but we also don't want that faction to just continually get its butt kicked. Go House Liao. They're actually kicking ass in the Dark Age and in the Ill Clan Age. They're positioned to make a run on Terra as soon as the wall falls. I'm trying to think, did you see any like really old mechs or really old variants? There was mention of a Shadowhawk in the book. At some point, there was some 2C models, which in, in the setting of the book would be pretty ancient at that point. They're even described as being ancient mechs. There's a Marauder 2C. I can't remember if there's a Marauder in the book. Considering Blainly Pardo wrote it, I would not doubt that there is a Marauder 2C in there. There was multiple Marauder 2Cs. <laughs> two. Uh, there was an Atlas 3. A couple of Atlas 3s, which makes sense. That's a big Republic of the Sphere mech. There's some super heavies in there. There's a crew. Uh, One of the fun things about the book is that it was told from the perspective of a couple different crews. There was a clan tanker crew that was highlighted in the book. And there was a Republic of the Sphere Ares super heavy mech crew that gets captured as, I think, Sohama. Um, Abdaka? What do they call it? What do the clans call Isorla? Isorla. Yeah, they take the three super heavy mechs as Isorla, and they take the Ares crew as bondsmen. 
I will never, I, I won't hate on someone to give me an excuse to get an Ares, paint it up, and then use it in a clan game. Yeah, so you could, def- there is fluff to paint up a Ares and Ares and run it as a clan wolf mech with a Republic of the Sphere bondsman crew. I love it. Book. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all your Republic of the Sphere mechs, you can paint them up as Clan Jade Falcon or Clan Wolf because there's going to be a lot of uh, Asorla from Republic of the Sphere in those two clans. Do we have any like weird things like Revenants coming out of the woodwork? Oh yeah, there was, there was mention of a Revenant. Uh, the Mech Warriors, the Clan Mechs, sorry, the Clan Mech Warriors shoot and kill a couple of drone mechs and they talk about how there's no honor in it in the book. But the Revenant is mentioned by name. That's all I wanted to hear. We can stop this podcast now. I got what I came for. <laughs> also, the plot armor on Alaric Ward is ridiculous. He almost dies like three times. And that's just the book I read. From the book that I read, I know that there's previous instances where he almost dies, which is ridiculous. Alaric Ward's almost died like five times. I see the feeling Kel slash feeling Ward of this era. Uh, well, I know enough of the history. Isn't he the test tube child of Catherine and Ian Steiner? Ian Steiner Davian? No, it's Victor Steiner Davian. And uh-huh. I knew there had to be some Victor Steiner Davian plot plot blood. It's pl- it's the plot armor comes through the blood. So it's Battletech meets Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's pretty gross. At least he was made in an iron womb. Um, there's another, I think, was it Vlad Ward? Is also that he has three parents, basically. His, he calls them, you know, his gene fathers and mothers. And it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. We won't go there. We'll do a whole episode on it later. Gotcha. Yeah. But no, so uh, overall, you were pleased with the book, though? Overall, I... Wish it be was honest. Be honest. Yeah, my honest assessment of the book is that it was okay. It was too long. There is a reason that BattleTech fiction is shorter because it's it shouldn't be that long. Uh, a lot of I read Pardo's blog on the book, and he talks about how he over describes some of the conflicts to make you feel like you're in the pilot seat. And I'm like, cool, that worked. Also, it was not fun for me. Trying to pull a George R. R. Martin with the food. Yeah, I guess. It, you know, there was just some gratuitous descriptions of battle mech fighting. Um, and he does a decent job. There are other authors that write do a not as good of a job at describing the uh Pardo has a particular fixation on armor and what it does after it's been hit by weapons, which is kind of interesting. Um, it goes away. You you bubble that blip in and you move on. Oh, but in the book, it gets <laughs> hot and it melts off and splatters all over the place. Oh, man. Does he use the word slag 20 times? Uh, molten slag. There's also a lot of um, there's a lot of hits to the cockpits in the book. Oh, no. Which felt most most of the time they don't actually kill the pilot. But lots of hits to the cockpit. And I'm like, man, how many 12s did you roll? Apparently he has loaded dice from the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I think unless there's anything else you want to add to it. 
No, there's some decent characters in Power of the Wolf. I give it a, I give it like a solid six out of ten stars. I mean, that's fair. I think, yeah. like I said, it was this is them trying to refresh ownership. And Definitely. Yeah. Not trying to introduce new tech. They're just advancing the storyline, but also reversing the plot almost. Yeah, it could have easily been a more enjoyable read if it was shorter. Dustin, Kurt, I'd like to thank y'all for coming on again. Thanks for having me. Same here. We'll catch you next time on The Mech Bay. If you have any questions, you can email us at themechbaypodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook at The Mech Bay Podcast.